Welcome to the Crystal Pain Show, where we help you embrace your life right where you are and give you practical steps to get to where you want to go. Whether you are in your car, folding laundry, cooking, cleaning, or maybe even just enjoying a cup of coffee and a few minutes of quiet, we're so glad you're joining us today. Here's your host, wife, mother of four, foster mom, entrepreneur, and author, Crystal Payne. Welcome to another episode of The Crystal Payne Show. Today, we are going to share a crazy travel story. And if you follow me on Instagram, I'm The Money Saving Mom on Instagram. You've already heard little snippets, but we're going to give you the full crazy travel story. And we also have some additional add-ons to the crazy travel story (laughs) that just make the whole thing even more interesting. And we did an episode a number of months, well, it's probably, I would say a number of months. It's more like, I was, I don't know, two years ago or something. I'm not very good with time, Jesse. You're much mm-hmm. better with that. But it was on crazy travel stories and we shared three of our top crazy travel stories, which we will link to that in the show notes. But you all loved that episode so much. So we're bringing you another crazy travel story that is a very recent one. But before we do that, I feel like, Jesse, we have had just a lot of crazy stories. In fact, I was texting one of my friends uh, just it was two days ago. She's going through a hard time. And I was saying, you know, what do you need right now? Do you need me to just pray for you? What can I pray for you? Do you need me to send you words of encouragement? Or do you just need a story to laugh? Because I feel like every single day in my life right now, there is some kind of uh, humorous story that happens. Um, I was thinking of two nights ago. Yes, it was two nights ago. I had to think about that because it wasn't, it was in the middle of the night, but it was. I don't know where you're going with this. I know, 11.45 p.m. All of a sudden, there's like, there's this knock on the door. And I was in deep sleep. It was the night of the midterm elections, and I was going to stay up. I love to stay up and watch (laughs) returns. And I had like planned all day. I was going to stay up and watch the returns. And um, I made it till 9 p.m. So we got three little ones to sleep. They all sleep in our room. And then Jesse, you were going to record a podcast with one of your um, lawyer friends. Uh And so you went downstairs to the studio to do that. And I promptly fell asleep with the TV on, quote, watching the returns and woke up to this banging on our bedroom door at 1145. And it was one of those things where like, you wake up with a start and I'm like, where am I? What's going on? Mm-hmm. Where's Jesse? Why is Jesse not getting the door? And I was just so confused and in such deep sleep. And so I like stumbled to the door and it's you at the door. You were locked out of our bedroom. Yeah. And I was then very confused because I knew I hadn't locked the door. And then I looked down And right there next to the door was a little box that had been shoved up to the door. And apparently Kirsten, our two and a half year old, who is still in our room, had fallen asleep. And then once I fell asleep, apparently she must have woken back up because there were multiple things that had been (laughs) happened in our room. Clues that she had been up. (laughs) And she locked you out of our room. (laughs) That's funny. You started uh, mentioning that, that story and knocking on the table like that. Have you ever been woken up in the middle of the night 
by knocking. Well, that time, yes. Not besides that time. Oh, I don't. Oh, maybe I'm trying to it's, think. It has happened several times where I hear somebody knocking just like that and jolts me up out of bed. And then it's nothing. It's nothing. I feel like we were, I feel like we one time had a hotel experience and somebody was beating on our door like at two in the morning. Do you remember this? Or my Yes. And, yeah, I think so. Yeah. It was a cheaper hotel. It freaked yeah. us out. And yes, um, I don't remember all the details, but yes. Was that so in San Antonio? I feel like it's maybe happened twice. It was definitely okay. in San Antonio, that person trying to get into our room and that uh-huh. really sketchy hotel that we were in. And then another time, and I think the other time possibly it was that they just had the wrong room or something. But I think but in, yes. anyway, so it's happened several times where it's, and it's, I don't know if it's from because the bed squeaks really badly. And I don't know if, you know, it's from tossing and turning and just happens to squeak like that. And it sounds like somebody knocking on the door freaks me out every single time. I bet someone listening to the podcast will have a theory or hypothesis or some research or there's some brain science or something that this means. So if you are, if you're the person (laughs) that you're listening, you're like, I know what that means. Please write in and let us know. We also, you had a kind of talk about a little bit of creepy experience the other day. I don't know if creepy is the right word, but you texted me. I was gone and you texted me and said that you heard crying, like a baby crying in the other room and you were holding Micah. So like there were no other babies (laughs) in this house that could be crying like that. And you went in there and And, and we have (laughs) Kirsten had a type of a Walkman that we had not all the listeners are going to know what a Walkman is. Uh, We're dating ourselves. A tape player. That's not an eight track player and it's not a CD player. It's kind of in between the eight track and the CD cassette tape player. Those of you who are younger, it's a thing that we would listen to music (laughs) on with these like little plastic things that had little strips in them that played music. Anyway, long story short, she was playing with that with the handheld cassette player and had recorded uh, Micah crying, and she was playing it back, and in, 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 I'm like, <laughs> and then, what's funny, what, about a day later, she had taken the same cassette tape out, and that she had recorded over some music to, in recording Micah, but she had taken that out and had pulled all the Myler, the tape out so that i took a picture of it was like well that's something i haven't seen in a long time she actually did that the night that she also locked you out of our room because in the oh, morning okay in the morning i found that tape on the ground with all of you said it's called myler i didn't even know that that's it's some kind of or plastic tape yes well here. all the stuff <laughs> strung out of it and so then you and i had to remember the pencil trick how many of y'all are old enough to remember that where you stick the pencil 
in the little holes and uh-huh. you have to wind it up. Wind people it up. people yep. who don't know, no. people who did not live in our era, I'm just thinking they're just like... <laughs> you are weird. Well, they're just... All these words are just make no sense to them. It's kind of like... It was, it was fun to do it, though, to wind, wind it all up. It's like teenagers and their slang and the things that they say it's and the emojis lit, you know? that they use that we don't understand. It's like a foreign language. What we were just talking about would be a foreign language to them. We also have an adoption update, which is um, not a huge update. Hopefully, we're going to have a huge update soon, which is we have a date and then we actually adopted. Um, But we met with our adoption specialist last week. We finished all of our classes and we met with the adoption specialist. And or was that this week? That was this week, wasn't it? Okay. It's been a long week. There's a lot that has happened, but we met with her on Monday Mm -hmm. and she is um, very hopeful that by the end of next week, we will have, um, she'll be ready to do what's called full disclosure, which is when they sit you down and they basically disclose everything that they have, all the records, any information that they've been withholding for privacy reasons. They said in our case, we, they're really, they don't think there's going to be anything that they're going to be disclosing to us that we don't already know because they've Or that we already gave to them. Yes, because you also fill out this huge, all these forms, long, I should say is the word. Huge stack of papers. Yes. That's what was huge. Um, With all the information so that they have it on file. And it's technically for a lot of times what will happen is a family will be fostering and then the child will be going to a different home Mm -hmm. that's going to be adopting. So the family that's been fostering will fill out all this paperwork with every single tiny little thing that they can hand over to this family who's adopting so that they can have all the information. But when you're the family who is also adopting, basically you fill out all that form and they give it right back and they give it right back to you. But I filled it out thinking of, I want to have this record of where he's at, how far he's come. Mm -hmm. And just, I filled it out for myself. And so that was just a really good exercise. It took a lot of time, but to do and to fill it out really thoroughly so that someday we can look back on and right. just think of how far he's come and what we walked through um, with him and all of that. But anyway, so we will, she thinks by the end of next week, we'll be ready to have that sit down, which is kind of one of the very last things that you do before you get an adoption date. So um, very exciting. They had said they were hopeful that it would happen before Thanksgiving. I don't think that's probably going to happen at this point, but there's a decent chance that we might get an adoption date before the end of the year. So um, that's really exciting. I just got a book in the mail that I'm so excited about, and I've only read one chapter, so it kind of goes against what I usually do. If I talk about a book on here, usually I've read more than one chapter. Usually I'm either finishing the book or um, close to finishing, but I I'm so excited about this book. I'm going to talk about it anyway. And it is called The Worry-Free Parent. It's by Sissy Goff. If you remember, I had her on the podcast. She wrote the book, I'm Raising Worry-Free Girls. And then David Thomas was on the podcast, one of our most popular episodes, um, talking about raising emotionally strong boys. It's kind of the counterpart to raising worry-free girls. And so this is the worry-free parent. And and so she said, it's a book that everybody has been asking for. The parents are asking, okay, you gave me all of these practical um, ideas and strategies for my kids. Um, 
what about for us? Because one of the things that she talks about a lot in Raising Worry-Free Girls is how so much of our child's anxiety is a result of a parent's Mm -hmm. anxiety and how without realizing it, we can pass that on to our kids. And so this book is kind of then what she does in in her therapy sessions with parents as she's walking with her kids, then she's also walking with the parents. And so it's kind of like she said, it's like the sessions that I would do if you were in my office. And so I'm really excited about it. It actually doesn't come out until next year, but I got to get a pre-release copy because they asked me if I would endorse it. And I was like, well, I mean, I'll write something for you, but mostly I just want to get to read it. So I'm excited about that. So again, it's called The Worry-Free Parent by Sissy Goff and it comes out next year. And usually I share what's saving my life, but I'm going to kind of turn the tables a little bit and I'm going to share something that hopefully will save your life or save you some money because we are coming up to the holiday season. We're getting really close to Black Friday when this episode is going to drop and there are so many great deals going on online. And most of you probably know that um, I have this site called moneysavingmom.com. I've actually run it since 2007 and we just share great deals all day long, plus lots of money saving strategies and encouragement and inspiration. And so around this time of year, our whole focus is just finding you great deals that you can use for gifts for others or things that you might need. And we really try to focus on helping you to be able to have a great holiday season without breaking the bank or going into debt. And so we have what's called the Hot Deals email newsletter. This is a newsletter that I personally put together and we only send a maximum of two newsletters per day. And so usually they're going to have three to five every once in a while. There are a lot of deals, eight of the best, my favorite deals of the day in this newsletter. And if you are not signed up for it, I would highly recommend that you do so. Just go to moneysavingmom.com and right on the sidebar, you can see it'll talk about our hot deals email newsletter, sign up there, and then you'll get one to two emails from me usually every weekday. I don't send them every single day because if there's a day where there's not that many great deals, then I'm not going to send one out. But around this time of year, there are usually lots of deals. So if you want to get the best deals, you don't have to go cull through all the dozens and dozens of deals that we post on moneysavingmom.com or you just are like, just do the work for me and tell me what are the best deals that I should be buying. And we'll have deals on groceries. We'll have deals on household supplies, deals on clothing, deals on electronics, and lots of deals on Christmas themed type gifts and um, toys, games, books, that sort of thing. So really just anything that you might need, anything that could be helpful, that is a really great price it's going to be in the Hot Deals email newsletter. So again, go to moneysavingmom.com for all the best deals and make sure to sign up for the Hot Deals email newsletter. Okay, Jesse, our crazy travel story. It's actually kind of a three-parter, but we will start with what kind of kicked it off. And um, so one of my best friends, um, her name is Jamie recently her mom passed away and um, her mom has been sick for a long time. She was in the hospital. And um, so it wasn't this, what the circumstances were unexpected, but it's something that wasn't just a shock. But at the same time, 
you know, losing a parent, especially when she is close to my age, um, that is a heavy, weighty thing. And she was, um, she just has one sister and they were caring for her mom because she's been sick for a long time. And Mm -hmm. so it was just so much of her life was wrapped up in this. And so we knew that we really wanted to be able to go to the funeral if we could. Um, They're really our closest couple friends. And, um, but it was going to be in Pennsylvania. And so we weren't sure how all the details were going to work out because, you know, just there's a lot of things in our life that not always can we just move things around and go hop on a plane. Um, But she and I were talking and um, I was really grateful because she said she thought it was going to be not a week after, but two weeks after. And I had the speaking event in Pennsylvania, like we talked about on a recent podcast. And so I was really grateful because it wasn't going to be around that time because you think, well, you're already in Pennsylvania, you could go, but just the the timing and how the details were going to work out, that was not going to be possible. So mm-hmm. we were looking at the calendar and going, wow, okay, the weekend that it was going to be, which was two weeks after she passed away, um, we actually had a completely free weekend. Yeah. And you didn't know for sure necessarily when it was going to be. You found out when you were at the speaking. Yes. Engagement. Well, I was going to get to that. Okay. So, so um, you and I had kind of talked and I said, you know, Jamie says it's probably going to be this coming weekend. This mm-hmm. was, so we were um, talking about, it was a week before and I was getting ready to go to the speaking event at, in Pennsylvania. And I said, so she's going to let me know. Um, but as soon as I find out, we need to get the tickets booked because, you know, I'm going on this trip and then it would be turn around and, mm-hmm. you know, go back to Pennsylvania. And so we kind of made sure that everything was crossed off. Like those days were blocked off on the calendar and we had Catherine, um, request off from work and just kind of got all the kids schedules all worked out so that when we got the news that the funeral was set, we could go ahead and book the tickets and we're going to make it happen. So Silas and I and Micah flew to Pennsylvania and um, this was on Monday. And so we thought the funeral was going to be on Saturday. So I fly there and um, I'm in the middle of so many different things. Just when you are at a speaking event, there's just a lot of moving parts. Plus I had Micah. And um, so then I get this text Monday evening. I think it was probably nine o'clock. And she said, we got the funeral arrangements all set. Um, and she said, she just told me kind of the details of, um, where it was going to be and and that sort of thing. And so I texted you and I was like, or maybe I called you, I don't remember, but I was like, okay, funeral set. We need to get the tickets tonight. So you kind of dropped everything that you were doing. You got online and you, we started going back and forth, looking at what the ticket options were. And we were so excited because we found direct flights, which, um, you know, that's a blessing to be able to find that at the last minute that had seats available, both going there and coming back. We were going to have to fly into Philadelphia and drive to Wilkes-Barre, but we were just so grateful that we were able to find flights that worked out with the time frame of when the funeral was going to be and with our schedule. And that they were direct flights. So you booked them. I texted Jamie. I said, we got the tickets. Um, and 
you know, then the rest of that week, we kept going back and forth with them and trying to figure out the details. We'd never gone to Wilkes-Barre before. And we need to figure out a place to stay. Yes. And so we were asking them and um, they weren't sure. And we were just kind of going back and forth. And so there are a lot of texts back and forth. You know, when are you getting in? This episode is sponsored by Byheart. And I feel like I need to preface what I'm going to say with this. I'm a huge advocate of breastfeeding. Anyone who knows me well knows that nursing is something I believe in. And all five of our biological children were breastfed until they were 19 to 23 months old. However, we also have fostered and adopted, and I've been so grateful for formula companies in those situations. I'm also grateful for formula companies because our last two biological children, I really struggled with my supply and did all the things, spent so much time and effort and just was never able to produce enough for them to be able to gain weight and not be hungry. And so I was so grateful for companies like Byheart. Byheart is an infant nutrition company built from the ground up to deliver real innovation on behalf of babies and parents. Their mission is simple, make the best formula in the world. Using the latest in breast milk science, Byheart created a clinically proven, easy to digest infant formula that's made with organic, grass-fed whole milk, certified clean ingredients, and features a patented protein blend that gets closest to breast milk. They're made with certified clean ingredients. It has no soy, corn syrup, GMOs, or palm oil. Curious about Byheart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com forward slash podcast with code crystal for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. So go to byheart.com forward slash podcast and use crystal to get your welcome offer. And um, all of that. And so Thursday, we were supposed to leave on Friday. And Thursday, I said, did you figure out where we were going to stay? And you said, no, I still haven't heard back. And so you texted again and they said, we'll let you know tomorrow. And we're like, well, we're leaving, you know, tomorrow, but okay. And I thought, wow, Jamie's usually, she's this very organized person. Mm -hmm. And I thought it just, it must be because of just, you know, dealing with grief and everything that she's just can't think about where they're, you know, figuring out where they're going to stay. And so we're not going to bother them. We'll just trust God, get on that plane. And when we get there, we'll get it figured out. So we, you know, I had gotten home from the trip on Wednesday night late. We had Thursday to be home to unpack and then repack. Friday morning, I had someone (laughs) flying in for a podcast interview and we were going to leave right after that. So we got all packed up. Friday morning. And we were going to take Micah and Kirsten. We were in getting all packed up Friday morning. Well, I was all packed up. You were probably <laughs> still was, in the throes of getting. I was in halfway. Getting, yep. I was completely packed up because this, this woman was coming for a podcast interview. And mm-hmm. I was actually feeling so like, wow. I mean, I just came home from a trip. There's a lot of other things going on in our life. And we were able to get unpacked, repacked. And, you know, also thinking, this, like, is, pack, this is normal for us, packing but. for a toddler, packing for a baby, plus myself, um, and just, you know, all the details of that. And so I was all packed up. We had the suitcases right there and I was getting ready for um, this person who is going to come in for the podcast interview. And I had about an hour. Well, my friend Gina, who is also a good friend of Jamie, um, she just randomly texted me and she's like, you've been on my heart today. 
And I just want to let you know, I was praying for you. And because I was all packed up and, you know, just feeling like things were really organized, I had a chance to text her back, which I probably wouldn't have otherwise, because I would have just been like, well, I'll text her later. But I texted her right back and I said, we're doing great. Um, We're getting ready to um, leave in a few hours for the funeral as soon as my podcast guest leaves. And she texted me right back and she goes, you're leaving in a few hours? Jamie said the funeral was next week. And as soon as I read that text, it was like this, you know how you feel that feeling in the gut of your stomach of like, surely, no, 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 surely this is, this is, she, she got it wrong. Like she got it wrong. So I was going to, you know, kind of prove to her that it was, she was messed up. And so I scrolled back on my text with Jamie thinking, oh, I'm sure. So I scroll up. We had had a lot of text since then. And I scroll up and I actually read the text. And she said, the funeral is set for November 5th. And I was like, it's October. What would it have been that day? Well, it was a week away. 28th or something. Anyway, kept it 29th. Um, And I'm like, it's October. It's not going to be November 5th tomorrow. (laughs) Like it was like, (laughs) like I'm computing in my head. Like surely there's something, there's something I'm missing here. Like, I mean, cause literally I'm looking at my suitcases that are sitting all packed up. Like we had planned, like the kids, they had let, like we had, I had gone through that morning, you know, over like, here's what you can eat. Here's what this is. Here's, I have all of this planned out and everything. And you were getting ready to get in the car because we were, um, baby D was staying back with the kids. And so you were going to drop him off. And like, it was like, like this was happening. There's a lot of moving parts. Yes, yes. Really soon. And um, I was like, it's November 5th. That's <laughs> next week. And then all of a sudden, all these things started coming together. Yes. Like, no wonder they didn't have a hotel booked. No wonder they were so nonchalant yesterday about, we'll let you know tomorrow. And I was thinking of all the texts back and forth of, when are you leaving? When are you getting there? And we were talking about two completely different weeks. Nobody ever mentioned anything about a certain date. And Jesse, you just, you know, trusted me to say it was that weekend. And I just, in my head was like, that's what we talked about, Jamie. And I was like, it was happening this weekend. And so I just got that in my head and never even read the date on the text. So then I had to go to you and I like <laughs> show you the text. And I'm like, um, and you just took it so well. And that's one of the things that I just, it just made me appreciate you so much because you handled it just like, I mean, maybe I've just really given you lots of opportunities to practice. <laughs> flexibility and patience, but you just laughed. And, and then we both looked at each other and I'm like, this podcast guest is coming any, like by that time it was quite soon. And I was like, I need to go and record Mm -hmm. this podcast. You're going to have to figure it out. Plus you're watching three children while I'm recording this podcast. And we're supposed to be leaving for the airport in about an hour and 45 minutes, if we're going to get on that plane, um, which, cause we were like, I don't know if we can get these flights yeah. changed. And, and I, I called the airline and, you know, prayed that God would 
help everything just to go real smoothly. And And we had talked about, we had said, you know, we've never been to Philadelphia before other than I'd flown in there the Mm -hmm. week before, but I've never been to Philadelphia. And so we're like, if they can't, if they're going to charge us through the nose to change the flights, let's just go ahead and go because we're all packed up anyway. And, um, but you know, that wasn't our ideal. And so we had options and it was so easy and they actually changed the flights for the next week and gave us a refund for the difference of the tickets, which, which was never cr- happens. Never. I can't even tell you. I mean, how many times have we, with some kind of speaking travel, we've changed flights because we've had to, because something has come up and they always charge a $250 change fee mm-hmm. always. And we had three tickets. So I, I was sure that it was going to be that. Plus I was thinking, who knows if there would be even flights the next week or if the prices would be way different. Yes. And so usually usually the prices increase, they don't decrease. Yes. And they're going to charge you $250 plus whatever the difference is. And so by the time you do that, you might as well just buy a new ticket. I guess that's the benefit of buying the initial ticket the same week (laughs) as when you're flying. So that's generally when they would be the most expensive. So the crazy thing was, is they were able to just move them to the next mm-hmm. week, same exact flights, and then give us this big refund. And which, the, the, the rep was like amazing. I mean, she, so she kind. was so It was crazy. Great. And I just, I could not believe it. But the thing that we laughed so much about was had my friend Gina not texted me, we would have gotten on that plane. We would have landed in Philadelphia. You and said, hey, then we where would have texted our friends to be like, we just landed. Where are you? Because they live here with, you know, where we live as well. And so they were going to be flying there. And um, <laughs> like, at what point would we have figured out? Well, I I did text him and say, hey, I wanted to uh, clarify and make sure that the funeral's next week, right? And he said, no, we just landed. We're waiting for you. We're going to meet you for dinner tonight. <laughs> <laughs> because I had already texted her and told her. So the thing was, is that I feel like in the midst of a hard week, it did provide a lot of levity because, um, because we didn't actually, you know, God allowed us to figure it out ahead of time through Gina and, you know, had we actually flown there, I know that it would have caused a lot of stress to Jamie if we had figured it out once we were on the ground there. Um, so God worked out all of the details. And I told my friend Gina, I said, if ever God puts me on your heart in the future, please text me because apparently Here's a direct line. I need, I need some, something that I, I need to be reminded of or told about or something. So please, if God puts me on your heart, please text me and check in with me. Um, but a few more things that happened while we were on the trip, which was just, again, it's a really good trip. I, I mean, good as in, you know, it was, Obviously not for it's a good reason. Meaningful to be there. But just really meaningful, I think, to just get to go and be there. And I think just presence, the gift of presence. Um, my mom talked about whenever her mom died suddenly and um, it was just this really unexpected um, thing. And the people that came to the funeral, how much that meant to her. And, you know, I didn't know Jamie's mom. I'd actually never met her, but I just wanted to be there with her. And it wasn't like I'd 
anything I needed to say, anything I needed to do just to be there to say, I love you and I am with you and you are not alone. Um, And just to get to experience, you know, hearing about her mom and seeing all the pictures and hearing the people talk about her and then getting to meet more of their family and see where they grew up and just get more context for who they are as people. I just Mm -hmm. feel like there's, it gives so much more depth for um who they are and and it was just it was really special but we flew into philadelphia and so then we were driving to wilkesbury and um or wilkesbare depending upon who you talk to um and it was a two-hour drive so by the time our flight was delayed by two hours so then by the time we got in it was around 11 p.m and um jamie and drew were waiting for us. And she was like, what time, you know, what's your ETA? And I said, we'll be there in about two minutes. And so we pull up to what we thought was the hotel and I wasn't really even paying any attention. Um, I was just tired and ready to get our two little children into bed. And you walk in and just a second. I was following the signs. Yes. Okay. And I pulled into place that looked like a residence in. Okay. Yes. And we weren't thinking about that. We had actually, we were at a home two suites, but anyway, so you walk in and then I get, it was dark. Yes. And Micah was screaming. And so I just wanted to get him out of the car. So I actually got out of the car, got him out of the car seat and was just so ready to be able to walk in. And I thought it was weird because Drew and Jamie didn't walk out to greet us, Mm -hmm. which I knew they were waiting for us. And that would have been like, that's what they would have done. And you come walking back out. And I said, did you get all checked in? And you're like, nope. And I was like, oh no, what? Well, I, I walked in and the the foyer area, it was dark. I thought, what in the world's going on? Is it, is, is it like late? Because I've been in hotels where it's quiet when you walk in and you know, there's obviously, it's past operating hours kind of thing. So I see this room where the, and two ladies were in there uh, working, doing something with the copy machine, whatever. And, they look like, actually, they look like they were housekeepers and walked over there and had said, Hey, um, got a reservation here for tonight. Um, is nobody working the front desk here? And they turned around and looked at me and said, um, this is the assisted living center. Uh, the hotel's around the corner. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I just got, we, we all laughed. I, I told her I, cause I had said, Hey, I, I've got reservations here and, I'm just showing up about 40 years too early, <laughs> but oh, when you came out and then you told me, no, this is the senior living center. I just, I laughed. I think I was really tired, like slap happy, but I laughed until I cried. And then when we pulled up and we told Drew and Jamie, and it was just, again, a moment of levity that we tried to check into the senior center with, with our screaming baby. And, um, well, it's funny is that Jamie said she was thinking that that would happen. Because we, were, cause we weren't coming. I said, we'll be there in two minutes. And then she said, she told Drew, they probably tried to go to the senior center. And she was just joking. And she was like, you didn't. <laughs> yep, we did. Uh, maybe we do need to go there. But yeah, speaking of which, because on the way home, so we then went to the funeral. It was on um, Saturday. So we got in late Saturday night. Then, uh, I'm sorry, late Friday night. night. And then we... Uh, Saturday morning, the funeral was at 9.30 and then there was this lunch. And so we went to that and then drove straight from there back to um, the Philadelphia airport so we could take off. And so it was just kind of, you know, just go, 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 go. And um, it went very smoothly. 
it was all, it was all, it was so good, but you know, there wasn't a lot of space or for rest or whatever. And so we get to the airport and we drop off our rental car and we kind of had to then repack some of the stuff um, to get it, you know, get into the airport. Cause when you're traveling with a toddler and a baby, you have quite a bit of paraphernalia with you. And so we get in there and we go to the TSA pre-check and we get up there and I get out my wallet where my ID always is and it was gone. <laughs> no ID. And I look at you and I go, I don't know where my ID is. And, you know, my brain, I'm like retracing my steps and remembering that the day before we were getting through security. And again, so many moving parts when you have the stroller and the car seat and this bag and that bag and this child and that child. And you had, I'd handed off my ID to you to go up there with the tickets and the IDs. And Mm -hmm. I was getting the kids through and I was holding them. And then we could not remember what happened with the ID after that. Usually it's, we're usually you and I are very good about you hand it back. I stick it in my wallet and, you know, like put it in a special place in my backpack. Like I, I just, I have a system when I travel and we had not traveled with two little children in a really long time. And so we couldn't remember. I mean, I guess I remember now we, we did travel with um, Kirsten and baby D to Colorado last year, but we hadn't traveled with a baby and a toddler um, in a very long time. Um, And so we just were really out of sorts with how to pull that one off and didn't have a good system. And so we couldn't figure out like, and so I said, you look in your wallet and I looked through all the spaces in my wallet. And then it was sort of like, I don't even know where else to look. Like you looked in your pants pocket and you're you're, like all the, like, okay, what were we wearing? Did we stick it in a pocket? We were looking all the places. And so then we had to get out of the line because we're like, this is, well, um, thankfully it wasn't very busy at all. But I was like, it was just that weird feeling of, I don't even know where to look. Like I can't even remember. And then we're thinking, you're like, I might've left it at security, you know, because it was like, there's, where do we look? Like I didn't, I don't recall taking it and putting it anywhere. You didn't recall taking it and putting it anywhere. So it's like, it could be anywhere. Mm -hmm. And that's just that weird feeling of it could be anywhere. I don't know where to look for it. But finally we just start zip, you know, like unzipping everything and looking anywhere. Mm -hmm. And I unzip this small portion of my backpack and there it was. And I was just like, thank you, Jesus. But in all honesty, I panicked first and then I prayed, which I, I always wanted to be prayer first, but I panicked first because all I could think of is I just want to get on that plane and I just want to get home to the rest of my babies. But I was thinking, what if I'm stuck here? Mm-hmm. Now, I did come to find out because I posted about this on Instagram and people said that you can get through TSA security without a driver's license or passport, but they have to ask you a bunch of questions. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like if you have lost your debit card at the bank and you call in, you have to go through a lot of hoops to prove that it's actually you. So there's a lot of questions they're going to ask you. So it's right. not ideal at all. But there is a way. So they said, I wouldn't have actually been stranded there, but it wouldn't have been ideal in any way. So plus we would have been like, where is my ID? <laughs> you know. 
So we're very grateful that we found it. And next time we're going to be much more careful with our systems and not deviate from those systems when we're going through security. We have had that happen once before, though, where we have lost identifying documents and found them in a backpack. We did. Years later. It was our marriage certificate. Yep. And our marriage license. And we had to have it because we didn't have passports. We did not have passports at that time. And so we had to bring our marriage license. Is it license? I think it was a marriage license. And so it was actually the original. We brought it and somehow stuck it in this pocket of a backpack and (laughs) did not pull it out, did not realize it was in there, could not find it for the longest Mm -hmm. time, and then happened to find it when... um, we were trying to sell that backpack in a garage sale. Yep. We were clearing it out to get it ready for the garage sale. Well, look what I found. So glad. So always check pockets. Yep. Always check pockets because we almost sold our marriage license. <laughs> and like probably we were selling the backpack for like 50 cents or something because it was a cheap backpack. And yep. you get an upgrade of a marriage license too. <laughs> so there you have it. Crazy travel stories. We'd love to hear from you. If you have a crazy travel story, if you've lost your ID before, if you've booked a flight or shown up the wrong week for something, let us know so that we can feel like we're not the only ones. Um, But you never know. I always say when you travel with us, when you live in our home, when you're with us, it's just, it's always an adventure. Yep. It's never boring. So expect the unexpected, learn to laugh, roll with the punches, and just life is never dull. Have a great week, and we will see you next time. Thank you for joining us today. For more great resources, please visit crystalpain.com. 